Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Before we get into a very exciting episode today, as always, quick housekeeping. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. I post small clips of all my episodes on there. And YouTube, super important. You know, do that whole shebang, the like, the comment, the subscribe, of course. You can do that by searching my name, Felix Levine, there on YouTube. Uh, all the content goes there in its full video versions, clips, um, potential new content down the line. It will obviously always be there. So please make sure that you are subscribed there. That is a huge, huge help. And of course, reach out to me. Um, ways I can improve the show. Things that you want to see or hear. People you want to see or hear. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram via DM or email felixlevinewtg at gmail.com. You can also find that on my website, felix-levine.com for all of my contact information. I think that's it for the housekeeping. And my guest today. He was my second ever guest on my show. So for all of you OGs, you might remember him. He is one of the most brilliant and smart and kind human beings I've ever met. I am lucky to call him a friend. Please welcome Izzy Pollock. Boom, and we are live. Izzy Pollock, welcome back. Dude, the last time that I had you on my show, April or May 2019. We are now November 2021. Some shit has happened in between. But it is beautiful to see you. Because I haven't seen you since before COVID. Wow. I know. And uh, then the world went to shit. And I am so happy to see you on a personal level. I'm so happy to have you back on my show. And um, that's really that's really where I'm at. Man, I'm I'm so excited to be here. It's uh, it's crazy because even that intro is like a hundred times more evolved and curated than it was when we originally spoke at a small studio in Santa Monica. And that small, see, I remember that too because well, first you were my second episode ever. Wow. And that means a lot to me, too, because... Because <laughs> I wasn't number one. I'm just number two. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, well, I'm now I'm now 80 episodes later than that. Wow. And... Congratulations. Thank you. You stuck to it. This is super I, professional. Thank you. I mean, I don't know how you hired all these people. It's incredible. <laughs> well, we have our lovely Josh over here. We have the lovely Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. Um, but it's just crazy for me because I, I remember the nerves of that. I remember I was like looking at your website and I was looking at some of your little clips from your acting clips and and honestly I think it, it just also meant the world to me that you know at that time especially um that you took the time to come to Santa Monica come to that little makeshift studio um and uh and here you are back again so and we've stuck and we've been friends and um you evolved your career and I evolved mine and uh I'm just I'm happy and I'm grateful for you and uh I want to get into everything about you. Where is this going? I don't know, man. We got to figure that out. We're about to find out. So I told you a little bit a few minutes ago. What's the world not know about you yet? What does the world not know about me yet? Um, the world 
uh, doesn't know about me yet that, and I don't know if this is <laughs> the way that I want to take it, but this is what I was thinking. The world doesn't know that I sold an ape and I bought a house. See, I wanted to get into that. Okay. Because <laughs> I love that. Okay, so so this was this was like, not, this is not too long ago. It's like a couple months ago, right? Yeah, this is uh, August, September. Because I'm going to pick your brain on like, obviously the nft space all that yeah. good stuff um genies but this story when i, I mean so i saw i saw it because i think i saw it either on your twitter or on i think i saw it on your instagram first mm -hmm. i don't know um and you made a, a fairly good flip one one might say mm -hmm. and uh well, I'll let you maybe explain this well, I'm story. also very curious your interpretation. Of okay, so, okay, I'll give you my interpretation first, yeah. then you'll explain the actual story. Yeah. So, I hadn't, I had seen, like, that you had posted some NFT things that you were, like, you know, obviously, like, with work and genies, like, that space is very proactive, like, and it's cool also, when I was thinking about it back, is, like, even in 2019, when we were talking about genies, and you were kind of teaching me what it is, which, like, even still to this day, maybe I don't understand fully, and maybe a lot of people can't fully grasp it. Then like this whole NFT thing blew up mm. in the in the world, mm -hmm. and then you obviously got proactive there. Um, and I think just on Twitter, just like kind of like posting things about it or like getting involved with a lot of people in that space. And I mm -hmm. thought that, that was so cool because because um, I think that that stuff is fascinating, and I think a lot of people are still trying to learn and like get their heads wrapped around it the same way I am. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think one day a couple months ago, I just see like either a on I think it was on Instagram. I see like a story, and it was like. I think it was like something like 14 with the little dash to 71 Ethereum, like, um, and then a picture of like a little chalet or a little, little house. And I, from what I could kind of put together, it was like basically like you flipped it from, you flipped an NFT, I didn't really know which one, into from that was worth at the time when you purchased it, probably 14 Ethereum. And then you sold it for 71 Ethereum for people out there that can do conversions. That's a hefty amount of money. And I was like, yo, this is fucking sick. Like, well, first, like, congrats, because that's fucking awesome. And then I could kind of figure out that, like, a house was purchased from those um, gains. And so, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I didn't know the exact details. So I think that's when I either A, texted you or, like, swiped up or something. And then I think we were just like, yo, this is sick. This is sick. And then, but I haven't really, like, been able to, like, get the whole story. Sure. Which is why you're here right now to, to tell it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like sharing the story not as like a stroking of my own ego because right. I, I actually don't like um, talking about money things yeah. publicly. What I love, though, about this story is that it makes real the possibilities of the space for people who are not in it. Okay. People in the space know that there's so much value to be unearthed. Lives are being changed. College debt is being eradicated. Yeah. Moms and dads are getting their houses paid off. People are, you know, transforming their trajectory of where they're going because of a .jpg file format and more. Um, but this specific story I like sharing because I think it makes concrete for normies, as y'all would be called. <laughs> no, it is. It is I'd true. I say that with love. It, no, I know. Or them. That, but I don't know but, your status of where you <laughs> fall on the line of normie to not normie, degender normie spectrum. Well, I will say this. I will also say I probably know the very, very basics of of. Like when I say very basics, like you, you'll probably even laugh when I like start. No, no, but but one of the reasons also that I wanted to 
to to like have you on the show again is well one I love you and I want to and I want to see you back in I want to hear about you two I think that the way that you describe things and the way you you explain things in general I always love like like li- I could listen to you talk for hours oh, so man. now granted we're on a time crunch here <laughs> but I will say like I think you explain things super well and I think that part of growing the space and part of getting younger people like myself or older people to try to understand it is having brilliant individuals like yourself give it to us in a uh, in a much more simplified manner to help you know grow the space mm. and get more people erasing their college debt and it's not just about the money obviously but like mm-hmm. um just to kind of you know teach people because i think that that's uh obviously one of the big goals of this movement completely and two quick little notes before i go into the full ape story okay. one i appreciate the brilliant comment i would curate that statement and say it's not necessarily brilliant individuals because if you look at the bell curve of who's doing well in this space, <laughs> the people who are doing the best are like on the two and a half percent of craziness and intelligence on the south side <laughs> and then the two and a half on the top side. And so... Where are you on the craziness scale? On the cr- I, I got to put you up there. And in the best, and I say that with with in the best way possible. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's more like crazy stupid, and then crazy intelligent, and it's like the top two okay. and a half crazy stupid and top because you have to be totally like either un like I'm putting my house like I'm taking a loan off my house and putting it all in Bitcoin because like that's where we're going. Crazy stupid. Yeah. And also, like, I've tracked the numbers. We've looked at the data. You know, Bitcoin is the way. Sure. And, and so it's, like, all in. So it's those cohorts are, like, okay. who are doing most successful. So, th- so okay, so you have to – it's one of those two. Also, I wa- so as far as the billions thing, it's crazy stupid and brilliant people. I don't know where I fall. <laughs> the other thing, too, is I don't think we necessarily need brilliant people for everyone to get it. I think we need better metaphors. Mm. So it's, like, all when right. someone's, like, Coinbase – MetaMask? Yeah. OpenSea? <laughs> We're just like, no, 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 no. It's like Fidelity mm. and Wells Fargo mm. and eBay. Okay. You trade on Fidelity to get your stocks like Coinbase. Right. You then take your money and you put it in Wells Fargo to do business. Mm. And then you buy your shit on eBay or OpenSea. Right. Okay. And so I think, you know, just, I, and I think that that's awesome because I, I, we should assume that who is listening has, has no, no idea, idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yes. And I would love to even way. share like, what's the 101 NFT purchase? I can do that exactly. maybe at one point towards well, the well, end. For sure. Because that'll be helpful. And then I'll just send okay, this so, link. So, I'll be like, this exactly. is how you do it. Stop texting me. Stop DMing me. Because <laughs> I, was, I was one of those guys. DM me, tweet me. It's all good. So no, it's but, all good. But I will say, so to recap, Yes. You have those, those, those are the, th- I think that's a great way to start with those three, those three metaphors to, to yeah. kind of understand. Ease us in. To ease us in. Yeah. Now, give me a little of this story about how, of this, of the, this ape story. Okay. So I am a like creator at heart. Yes. And so when I saw this NFT thing happening, I'm like, wow, this is like the best thing to happen to creativity since like- Why? In your head. Why did you... Wh- Shakespeare. Um, since I was in Shakespeare. Um, why? Because what it does, and you said it's not about the money, and it's not like about the money, but it is about value. Okay. And it is about through the internet. We've seen in Web 2, engagement equals value, which means money. And Web 2 is all about uh, centralized, like ivory castle, walled garden, traditional companies that 
extract value from users, mm. extract value from users through their engagement, and that value is money, and that they if you you know if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. So they are mining value from us like we're Bitcoin computers, right? And Web3 is all about let us turn that value and that engagement into a, an asset that can be owned by the people who are engaging. So it's not necessarily um, it's not necessarily about the money, but it is about the fact that we are now tangibly able to measure and see the value of our engagement in the term of like financial returns for what happens if we believe and buy into an idea or engage with it online like bored apes so so this was so but this was your first when you started hearing or learning about the nft space this was what like what is this the first thing that came to your head not well what first came to my head is that you can digitally own something and we've been talking about digital ownership since 2017 we've been running around the world saying what if you could truly own your digital identity people are like what do you mean we're like avatars they're like what is that you know so before this was even a thing we've been obsessing about this idea um or later in like 2020 mid 2020 you know um we had a conversation with the ceo of dapper labs roham and he's the man um and he, you know, he he's like uh, he heard our pitch, and then he's like, uh, he's like, you know, that's an NFT, right? And then we're like, what are you talking about? He's like, what you t- what you're describing, this digital good? He's like, that's an NFT, true digital ownership, like one of that's unique, it's scarce, it's rare. He's like, that's an NFT. He's like, well, we've been talking about that since 2017. So we're like, okay, this Rimby is the promised land for us. Maybe we should go in this direction to allow people to truly own something. But no, that wasn't the first thing that I thought of when I did hear of the topics. Um, of this topic, I started talking about and really getting obsessed with this idea late last year on Clubhouse. It was like rooms yeah. with you like... You were like low-key big on Clubhouse, right? I mean, back in the day, day. Back in the... <laughs> for, the for the two months that Clubhouse <laughs> was a thing. You know, I think they have a really strong... I think it's a cool platform. Platform. I think they have. They still haven't figured out like exactly how to make it really accessible for Are you everyone. still on it? I use t- mostly Twitter spaces. Yeah. Um... But I think Clubhouse is beautiful. It like laid the groundwork for synchronous audio. It, fa- it's, it revealed that we all want radio, like live radio again, mm. but interactive live no, radio. I remember Clubhouse because I, I think, I don't think I ever, I think I just like kind of like logged in and like I would see like my contacts and I'd see like, and then I would see like in all these like different rooms and shit. And I was like, yo, is he's like talking about probably some MetaMask OpenSea <laughs> NFT shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think I feel like it's kind of died. Yeah, I think they. I think it's hard to encourage people to build a following on a platform that only has one function. Yeah. That another platform that has immense yeah, value yeah. in building a following on also offers the same service. So I think they have to differentiate themselves. But on Clubhouse at the end of last year, it was like uh, th- Ryan, thank you, X, um, Fawoshist, Justin Blau, um, who else? Mad Dog Jones, like a couple of us in Clubhouse. Have, uh, Lady Phoenix having conversations around Web3, the spiritual aspect to it, the community forward aspect of it. And we'd be on there hours every single day talking, sharing, um, pontificating, extemporizing, just like chopping it up, talking about NFTs. And then like the audience grew from like a few, like like a 15 people, 10, five people to like 20, 50, 100. And then it'd be like, and then... 
hundreds and thousands and then everyone was talking nfts and then it became like mlm marketing like almost vibe of like nfts and like just dogmatic and then people 69 million dollars and boom and then ethereum all-time high and board ape yacht club and then crypto punks to the moon and then boom 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 it was crazy okay so wait give me the board ape the the ape story yeah so now we can get back to the board ape story so that's the origin the board ape story is interesting and why I kind of made the circuitous route um, to this conversation is because early in the year, I brought a concept to a friend, um, Matty Moe, the most famous artist, um, who's just like a powerhouse creative and businessman, someone who has like, you know, half the creative, half the business brain, very rare breed, um, very much an entrepreneur and had this concept of like celebrating the leader's of the nft space just like back in the day gustave corbet um a famous french painter who painted these like realism um portraits of like peasants in the french countryside elevating them to the status of kings queens and gods because he painted them so large you know his famous port he did the first close-up um like in history it's the origin du monde it's a close-up of female genitalia like really out there dude when he wasn't accepted into like the the palais like to whatever showcase his shit he's like fuck it he set up his own shop across the street and just like <laughs> beat at them out with guests and intrigue and like whatever so badass artist anyways he celebrated the peasant class elevating them i was like we should elevate the big nft artist because no one really knows him in the real world okay so we did a hundred different port anyways i won't get into it we had a successful nft project that we built together um and that gave me a little bit of spending money um. And I was like late night on a clubhouse conversation and it's like apes revealed. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I go into this conversation and everyone's like, oh yeah, mine like, mine has like pizza in its mouth. And like, oh, it's so cool, man. Like, what do you have? And it's like, oh, mine's got pink fur. Oh my God. Like really tight. Update your profile picture. And I'm in there. I'm like, what are they talking about? What? And then I'm, I, I get the, I'm like, hey guys, like Izzy Pollock speaking, like where do we get what's going on here like oh the apes are revealed i'm like okay like where do i get these like OpenSea. so i go and i just i'm like i don't know you can search by rarity like i've never bought an nft at this point um and i was just going through the list looking for ones that were cute <laughs> looking for, i was like this is about to be the craziest moment of my life i'm gonna spend a few hundred dollars on some jpegs i'm like this is ridiculous who the hell would do this and i'm it's like two in the morning after a long ass week saturday two in the morning and I, I pulled the trigger on one and I was like, wow, that's exhilarating. I should get another one. And then I bought another one for like 500 bucks. And so I was like, Oof. Oh, okay, time to go to bed. I get off Clubhouse. And then for the next several months, I watch my few hundred dollar investment go to the moon and or my few hundred dollar accidental purchase. So how many did you buy originally? I bought two. You bought two. A bot dose. What and how and how much Ethereum for each originally? Point one something, uh, so, so. and then five hundred USD for the other one. Okay, so a few and, then, hundred, yeah. and so those two go to the moon. So then months later, I like I always just would put my NFTs for sale at aggressive prices because like if it if it sells for yeah. double what the floor yeah. is, then like you could just go buy two more of the yeah, same yeah. thing and like you're good to go. So or sell one, get you made your yeah, money back, and you oh so. Um, I'm at an art show in LA with my girlfriend. Shout out Ingrid Mora. Check out Two Front, my two front.com. Changing what a, what orthodontics. A good, what a good boy, Immediately just closed a round of funding. 
for seed round. No. Yeah, raise it, raising a few. I haven't million. met you, Ingrid, but first of all, the, the fact that you're with him, I, I can improve already. And second of all, go. Ch- what do we have to go check out? Mytwofront.com. My two front. Yeah, like your two front teeth. Oh. Uh, changing orthodontics. Changing the entire industry. She sounds, she sounds brilliant. Oh my god. Far too smart. I can't. I probably couldn't wrap my head around. No, I, we'd both be there, yeah, just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Shout, yeah, yeah. Shout out Ingrid. Shout out Ingrid. Anyways, Ingrid Maria Mura, IMM. Um. So. Fire, fire initials. IMM. Right. I'm IMP. She's IMM. If she, if we got oh, married, stop. she'd be IMP, and I'd be IMP. Well, unless I took her last name, which that's a whole other. That's all. Could be. You. I, I could see you doing that. I couldn't because I'm the only male in my family. Oh. But I could see her, and there's a lot of pride around Isidore Pollock, who's my great grandfather, the only oh. one to survive the Holocaust. Oh. There's like a whole thing. But I could see her or our kids splitting, hyphening, or I don't know. I, I'm very. Dude, I forgot you. I like that age of kids that, where that's like a conversation. At least it's a conversation. I don't know where we can talk about it's that. It's a big conversation. It's a, it's a whole conversation. You gotta We're get. get Ingrid's getting her eggs frozen. I'm proud of her. Oh. Yeah. Cause she's wow. a businesswoman. She's got a thing to run. She's like, I don't got time now, but like my body's Ingrid like. sounds like a badass. She's. The, Next time I'm in LA, I'm going to come. You had to interview Ingrid. I'm going to interview And Ingrid. my sister, Sammy and Lavender, I, Chef Lavender. I remember when I, when I was on uh, FaceTime with your sister. Yes. When she started her podcast. Oh my God. Her podcast made her, like elevated her to, and her book release got her the sous chef position number two at little pine i, I follow her so i, I've, I see you've some of those seen. pictures it's crazy awesome. yeah so she's like telling people she's three times her too. age like no yes yeah. dude and she's like a badass just the, only the, fire women the, in my life shout out my mom shout out your mom too as well yeah and my dad's girlfriend joy bonnie, Dornick. Bonnie, is bonnie, bonnie foster bonnie foster i remember he tracks me ladies and gentlemen. I, I do i He's only st- <laughs> finger to the pulse <laughs> felix levine ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, so back got, to the we, AIM story. We digress. <laughs> we, we digress. So you bought two of these things. I bought you were, two of these things. You were, okay. They went to the moon. Because it's a fuzzy, it's a woozy. It's a, <laughs> exactly. I was like, I, if I'm about the thing, Facts. I have to do it. So I did it. And I'll come back to how to do it for the first time later in the conversation. Yeah, because we have to educate. Because it's very similar, actually, to what I did then. So then months go by. It, it like just goes like, do, 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 and just like keeps going up and up and up. Are you checking it regularly? Are you just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. We'll see. I occasionally check it, but like, I'm already blown away when my shit's like 10 X, right? I'm like, oh my God. And Ethereum, like, dude, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my word, this is the best investment of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> it goes up. And then one day I'm like, F it. Like, I'm going to put it up for like 10 Ethereum. Just a crazy win, and like no one's ever. So these are buy two of the of the apes. Two apes. Two of the ten thousand nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Because one not so smart person burned one of their apes as a stunt. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> you got the followers, <laughs> like, and you lost the hundred forty five thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, then we watch it go up. Ingrid and I are at the LA Art Show. Um, Shout out Garib Seamus, incredible artist. We were seeing his work. He invited us. And we're walking back to the car. And like my, fo- like my phone buzzes, I check it. And there's an email. And it's like, your NFT has sold. I was like, what? I click on it. And I look over at Ingrid. I'm like, my ape just sold for like $36,000. And she's like. And that's so at that time, when was this? This was, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. What was Ethereum? What was Ethereum at that? Ethereum time? was probably like twenty six hundred or something. So you sold it for like what, like thirteen? I guess. I, I guess actually, this is like right as. So this is part of the story. This is right before the run up where Ethereum okay. went up to like thirty something, and Ethereum, uh, excuse me, and um, and apes 
okay. went up in price. So, so I sold it for 10 Ethereum. Okay, okay. So weird. from 0.15 to 10. It's a good good motion. Like a, is it a thousand percent? I don't know. It's uh Math was never my strong suit. It's, a, it's like a... I think it's like a... Whatever. It's a, it's a fuck ton of percent. Yeah, it's it's like... It's, it's a lot of percent. Yeah, it's nice. It's not yeah. bad. <laughs> it's not t- so you're sitting there you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I'm like, this is crazy. She's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I, f- I guess I feel pretty good. That's crazy. I can't believe it just happened. And then I proceeded over the next few days to watch it go from the cheapest price of whatever, six to like 15. And then I was just like, oh, your boy fucked up. <laughs> and, and then I saw an announcement and it was like, okay, Bored Apes. I saw, I knew they were going to be at Sotheby's or excuse me. I knew they were going to be at Christie's. I knew that this part of the roadmap known as mutant apes, no one knew what that meant was going to be big. It's like the big last thing on their roadmap. And then Sotheby's was announced one day, which is like the other big auction house. And I saw what happened to CryptoPunks when Christie's and Sotheby's hosted Mm. sales. They elevated digital art into the fine art realm. They basically elected punks and now apes are going to be fine art, like in the history books. Um, And so then I found that out. Sotheby's announced they had this crazy video, like a 3D gold ape walking a gold dog. And I ran home and I bought three more apes. And with okay, so so okay, so you're using the money that you made yes. and you're just buying more apes. And I bought three more apes. Okay. For like forty five Ethereum. Total. Okay, okay, okay. And 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 I had a very clear investment thesis. And this is after a few months of only buying crypto with firm investment theses. Yeah. So it's like I'm gonna buy today because of this and I'm gonna sell tomorrow because of that and Mm. if it doesn't happen then i sell it and i the thesis is over okay so i was like this is my horizon for my apes i'm buying these three the next day i was sick the whole day i talked to my therapist about it she's like what's she's like izzy it's because for the first time you've made a big decision she's like all the way from your balls and she (laughs) and she's like and it's the biggest decision of your life and now you have to settle in it and i'm like where's your therapist from where's that she's from amsterdam okay yeah, she's and she we teletherapy. Yeah. Uh, and she's a somatic therapist. We started out the relationship by her inspecting my feet. But <laughs> like via Zoom. Straight. He's <laughs> like, okay, good, we got the screenshot. Mm, yes, here's the trauma. See, I- <laughs> <laughs> but she's right. But she's right. She's like, ah yes, and here's the fire pause. in you. You're you're definitely Wait, an pause. artist. So she's like, yo, chuck your feet up on the on the zoom. I'm I'm on the you're- call. I'm like, and this is what happened. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, okay, yes. Okay, now show me your feet. <laughs> and you're crazy ass, like, you know what? Fuck it. I probably gotta show her my feet. I'm like, well, I have two options at this moment. I can like go with it or I could like <laughs> like thank you for your time (laughs) like there's and so i went with it and she's actually the best therapist i've ever worked with wow so you took off your socks (laughs) yeah i I was like now (laughs) i was looking the camera how how, how long did she have like did you hold your feet up like 15 30 seconds wow yeah and so she's like she's she's like (laughs) she's like higher (laughs) flat (laughs) (laughs) wait so what'd she say after Oh, she's like, ah, yes, there's the trauma. <laughs> and then she's like, and here you can see your fire element. Your and you're like, you, you're my therapist now. This is good. Well, just what she then proceeded to like tell me about myself and what I needed to work on as just every, like always unraveled more about that male generational trauma that like we're we'll working through. We will. So, ape. So, blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. 
it's getting close to the end of my investment thesis, thesis for the apes, the three apes that I have. And we're in Mexico City, Ingrid and I. She planned this whole trip because she's amazing, Ingrid. I love you. And we had the best time in Mexico City. It's like my favorite city on the west side of the world, you know, on the west side of the coast. It's like Europe, but three hours from Los Angeles. Yeah. Best restaurants, whatever. We're in a cute little cafe. And I have my apes. And, you, and yeah. in the meantime, you have your apes at like pr- a price that egregiously, I was about to say egregiously, like like stupid numbers that like obviously you would say yes, but like. I would yeah, because you always everyone always has a price yeah. for anything. Yeah, of course. Right? How much for that watch? Yeah. Like, well, how about a million dollars? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so if you put it at an egregious price, whatever, and the floor, because the um mutant ape reveal was coming, okay. was just getting crazier. Oh. It was like 45, then 50. And so I was like, okay, I'll put it as like a declining auction, meaning it'll just glow, go down over a period of time. And if it doesn't get sold in that period of time, it just goes off the market. It's the best way to sell things. Okay. It's going down from like 89 Ethereum to 69 Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I'm just like crazy prices. Like yeah, I bought this thing for like, w- like way less than that. So I get an email oh. and it's like your <laughs> NFT has sold. And I'm like, wonder which sale is that? And I pick it up and I, <laughs> and then I show my girlfriend. I'll send it to you. So if you have a video segment, yeah, please, you can please. include no, I will. the email and my producer do that. Ingrid's reaction. And I have Ingrid just like going to this <laughs> like two different photos. And it said, your ape has sold for 71 point blah, 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 Ethereum. And I'm like, Ingrid, you want to see something crazy? She's like, yeah. So I take out my MetaMask wallet. And I just oh refresh oh, the screen. That, that must hit so different. <laughs> I mean, there's probably no feeling like that on the planet. Half of it went into stablecoin immediately. And for those at home, stablecoin is like a crypto equivalent of US dollars. And it pegs it at the exchange rate of Ethereum to the dollar at that time. Wait, so, but oh, so how do you do You have to send it to like a different... So in your mask... Aren't you kind of shook though? Because like you trust these, you trust like the wallets and shit. But I'm like, yeah. bro, you got that like... So it's all internet points to me. What when you get in the space and you start making money in crypto, like when you're paid in crypto, you stop being like, "Oh, that's three hundred dollars." You're like, "Oh, that's point one Ethereum. That's just point one. You know what I mean? So like the whole thing, I treat like monopoly money because I didn't have yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. You know, if I if I wasn't crazy and whatever, I wouldn't have it. So it's all just kind of like it's a wazzy, it's a woozy to me, and I treat it like that because like. You know, I don't oh, know. That, that reef. Oh my god, that reef. <laughs> and then bah! And it's just like no like, yeah! like It was and everyone in this in this little Mexican um coffee shop, little Mexico City coffee oh shop was just like what and then and then we just like are giddy. Like we I'm no like shit. So then then we were supposed to go to another place for a few days. I was like, baby, what if we just don't go home for a couple weeks? <laughs> and we went to Tulum. She comes into the room one day. It's like after ATVing, this massage therapist and a chef for like a whole day of perfection. And I'm like, let's just go back to Mexico City for a week. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. We go back to Mexico City. Oh. It was epic. Wait, so then what happened to other two apes? So I have now three apes. Oh, because then you just bought another one after? No, no, no. I just, I so I had two, sold one, bought three sold one and now i have three and you have a house too <laughs> and then oh so then i took the proceeds and i used it and it covered my down payment for a house Fuck yeah. the chimp chalet the chimp that's so gangster. in the greatest neighborhood in los angeles lamert park lamert park lamert park i've never been but 
next time I'm in LA. It's like the Brooklyn of Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. You gotta check it out. That's awesome. Yeah, shout out Highly Likely, the most amazing coffee shop. Is that the one in Crenshaw? Oh, that's in Crenshaw. Yeah, Neil Lamert. Wow. Yep. I'm so, sure. It's the story of the ape. Never told, folks. Never told. You heard it here first. <sighs> Crazy, right? And this was all this year. <laughs> this is just the last, yeah, since like March. This is March to now. My, yeah, my life, my my worldview has been changed by very few things, like the fu- like internet, mobile phones, social media. Like this is that. This is like an irrevocable paradigm shift in the way that I see the world and how it works. I'm ju- honestly, I'm more more than anything. I mean, I love the story, but I'm like just genuinely happy for you and like the. Oh man! I mean, it's fucking awesome that you can like. First of all, that all this shit happened, but then just to be able to like put a down payment on a house that you like, that you are happy with, mm. and all in the span of such little time is just like th- that. These are the stories that you hear that you're like, okay, it's not it, like this. This is fucking cool for more reasons than just the money. I've been living in roommates, like yeah. you know, with roommates. And I know because like, when I when I when I had you on last time, you know that I mean that's what you're talking about. You know, it's like, hey, I'm my roommate. This and and obviously that's that's dope. Like that's fine. But like this is like you're, you know, you're balling. You know, I wouldn't say I'm balling, <laughs> but I'm in. I'm I'm like at you least comfortable with. Um, where I'm living like right. there's a sanctuary now that I could go home to like Ingrid and I were like mostly crashing at my place There were f- uh, three other people in the four-bedroom house with two bathrooms Like, you know, we're both like scrappy entrepreneurs yeah. like the, the companies are raising money, but that's not like our money mm-hmm. We're not like ah, we got millions <laughs> like tossing ones We like entrepreneurship is difficult. There's an expectation yeah. of sort of scrappiness mm-hmm. and like just getting by and so we were like making it work and this was like this was like freedom to take a step towards adulthood, towards thinking mm-hmm. long term, towards thinking about kids, towards thinking about marriage, towards thinking about the future. And um, this, this, you know, my mom. Um, she must says, be over the moon. Luck is opportunity meets preparedness. Mm. Um, and like this was that. a lucky yeah. moment in time that I was where I was and was able to plug in the way I did. What was it like when you FaceTime your mom? Hey mom, check this out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey mom. <laughs> I was like, check your text. She's like, okay, Sonny. And then she opens it up. She's like, what does this mean? 71? I was like, mom, what's 71 times three and a half? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Look at this screenshot. <laughs> I took the screenshot of Meta Mouse and she's like, you made this. <laughs> like eyes wide and uh it was great my my dad called my dad at home he's like no fucking way he's like my t- he's like phone like drops he like picks it up he's like no fucking way you did what what did you sell what does that mean how do i get one <laughs> how, do, how do i get one yeah no. why didn't you tell me <laughs> has your has any of your um i guess um world views changed um or i guess you know, I get to stay grounded and still be yourself. Mm. Um, has that been a challenge? You know, because now, not that it would be, but like, no, it could be. It could be, and I've seen it. We're in NFT NYC this week in New York. It's a, it's like the yeah. Comic Con of NF of NFTs, like Ground Zero. Like everyone, it's a bunch here. of motherfuckers like you that that 
flip crazy shit into crazier shit. Artists, collectors, flippers, everything in between. The apes have had like party after party and like lines no around shit, the block. No shit when you make when like these motherfuckers are making half a half a mil off of a flip. I have crazy parties too. Yes, and I mean, and they're taking a few percentage points of each sale, and they recently did a sale that netted them like a hundred million. <laughs> so they're they're crushing, and that was the mutant ape release. So, but what I was going to say, though, your question is valuable because I've met people that I've known online this week. This yeah. is something actually that I haven't told anyone yeah. yet that I'm ruminating on. This community was built on like on values surrounding community, storytelling, giving back. Um, and I'm meeting people this week for the first time. You know how they say like you never want to meet your heroes? Mm-hmm. Like I'm meeting people this week that I've been like known online that I thought like we were tight with who like have grown an ego or have developed an ego that i meet them in person and i'm like wow like you're this like pillar of community Mm -hmm. and whatever and you meet me in person and you like you're like hey what's up and then like you're on to the next i'm like yo that's interesting to me too because that's that was actually like one of my next questions when you said this is how much of it is really like community right like if Mm -hmm. you strip because because especially when you're dealing with such large sums of money, mm-hmm. it's like people can say, oh, we've got this awesome NFT community and it's all about the community and mm-hmm. educating people and, um, ch- you know, maybe a little charity work. And and that's all ni- good and nice. At least it sounds good and nice. But like how much of that is actually true? Yeah. So I think a lo- I mean, it's like the dot com boom, like was pets dot com, like a really like great like platform you know this is like early days so i think there's a lot of snake oil in the Mm. space i talk with a ton of brands you know the biggest brands in the world and they're like they come to me with their team of experts and they're like you know taking out their magnifying glasses trying to like see where the cracks and like the armor are and and at the end of it like i have them laughing and smiling because i'm like guys like you just like don't think of me as like um a partner who's trying to like extract value out of your big thing or whatever. I'm like, we're good. We've raised money. Like we're working on focusing on other sectors besides brands. So like, but think of me as like a gut check. Mm. So when you guys are getting jumping on calls and people are like, we're going to make you so much money, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you're being fed snake oil. Like come to me and be like, is he like, is this legit? Because where there's money, you know, yeah. or where there's smoke with there's fire. And there's a lot of people who are burning folks right now. Who just are like seeing dollar signs and mechanically building the experience of community or the on the idea or using the words of community and then just doing it purely for a money grab and financial gain. Well, I think it's also, you know, because I mean, you're obviously a fantastic story, but there's also a lot of people that, you know, bought at the top and that rode down. Yeah, when fortunes are and, made, fortunes are lost. Yep. Yeah. And that's why when I tell people to buy something for the first time, I say spend like money that is gone it's like yeah. an angel investment yeah. only spend what you're, you can afford to lose i suggest like no more than 500 bucks if i'm talking to someone who like really makes a shit ton of money like g-wagon i'm like spend 1500 dollars mm-hmm. max 2500 max like not even 1500 max go on to open mm-hmm. go into their their rankings they have like a ranking section you can see the top projects for the last seven days last 30 days whatever Find a top project in the last week that's under that price point with art that you like. Buy it to represent you online and make it your profile picture on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, maybe LinkedIn if you're feeling crazy. If you're- <laughs> and, and then try to plug into that community. Go into their Discord. 
it's better if they have a strong Twitter following and a strong yeah. But how much of Discord it is really? Following. How much of it is really community? So for the projects that are about it, that really have Web three founders, meaning they've taken a paradigm shift in the way they think of business, value, identity, art, and culture. If they really are about it, they really are trying to build community. Mm. These apes are a community. Like, I see someone with a Jewish star on their neck. I'm like, what's good? Shalom. You know? <laughs> like, if I see an ape, I, it's like, I mean, it's not that deep. It's not like hungry fucking Russia fucking World War II deep, you know? But it also is just like, what's up? Yeah. You know? Because you feel like you are a part of something. Doesn't mean that everyone's doing it. Doesn't mean that not all that glitters is gold, but mo if the projects are legitimate and the founders intend to deliver on their vision, then it is very much community focused. And I think it's interesting because I have um, a friend who's dropping, a, and I'll plug him, uh, that's dropping a project soon called uh, The Lethal Leopards, uh, an mm. underground kind of uh, interesting project that I'm, I'm looking to get involved with. And I think that when you... They sound deadly. They sound deadly. And I think that, uh, and the art is, I mean, I, I think first and foremost, the art is awesome. They have mm. this Vietnamese artist. Um, and, you know, I've seen a, a bunch of them and I know that they're dropping soon. So uh, I'll plug them away. Um, but I think that the, you know, the premise for them is also kind of this long-term community. And I think my question to you is, um, well, f two questions. One, how do you really get to that authentic community? Mm -hmm. um, and two, like for yourself, like how do you vet a project, right? If I showed you this Lethal Leopards Underground project, mm -hmm. what are the steps that you take as someone who's, you know, mm -hmm. in that space and more, knowledge more knowledgeable than the average human um, to vet, you know, if this is something uh, mm -hmm. legit or if something that you want to buy or mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z? So it's three things. It's one, most importantly, or I guess four things if you include the price point. The price point should be low. That should what's, be what's low under $500. Okay. Two, um, they should have a, an engaged Twitter. Mm -hmm. So they sh you should see that pe like people are responding or commenting or liking or retweeting or they have a good following. Mm -hmm. They have an engaged Discord. Um, you know, a few thousand to like, you know, they like to say that you want to have three times the amount of people in your Discord as the size of the collection to be okay. successful. Wow. Um, that's wow. for hype-based projects, and I think there's an era ending of hype-based projects. Yeah. Like, let's all jump on the rocket ship. Let's mm -hmm. go to the moon. Yeah. You know, I just don't think that's going to sustain. We've seen projects like Mecca, one of the most hype projects, hundreds of thousands of people in the Discord, you know, just fall flat in their delivery. Why? And that because the art wasn't so tight, um, the NFTs weren't differentiated. They were so intricate that like you couldn't even tell them apart. You'd see a row of them and you'd be like, these are the, these are like all the mm. same thing. You know, n most most of the board apes look quite differentiated anyways. So price point, Twitter, um, Discord, um, and, and just when you get into the Discord, um, you want to ensure that there's like engagement and people are talking. Mm. And then when once you buy it, because you've liked the art first and foremost, and two, you can afford it, the Twitter and Discord following show your social engagement. You want to see in the Discord if it's popping because now you're plugging into a community mm. and you want to see, do I like these people? If, you, if you're if you buying something for the art and the aesthetic, or excuse me, if the, the aesthetic and the price point, then you're probably like going to be around people that are kind of like you, mm. right? You're kind of like getting into something because you're drawn to a, some form of beauty. Yeah, but don't you think most people, most people are getting into it to try to make money at this point? 
Yeah, that's why I'm so scared that Coinbase is popping up, uh, you know, over a million people into an NFT marketplace. Um, you know, I, like, do you think in your eyes is this a bubble? Uh, I think it's it's all cycles. Yeah, like we're also in like the longest bull run yeah. bubble of the stock market, yeah. like that the world's ever seen. People are saying like the next bubble bursting is going to be much bigger than 2008 because of the wild inflation that we're seeing yeah. and the eradication of the middle class and yeah. like all this crazy shit, you know, with our actual economy. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like who's more responsible? You know, we're talking about two different financial institutions. One that's designed for us to fail, the mm -hmm. traditional financial institution, hedge funds, big money, you know, big finance. Like we're supposed to compete as like mortals with like machine like machines yeah. well-oiled machines with hundreds of analysts mm -hmm. you know anyways versus like something that's decentralized i don't know i feel like it's like potato potato almost at this point well, unless you know <laughs> and now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in u.s wellness meats at uswellnessmeats.com you can choose from over 350 foods Raised the way nature intended. That includes 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, bison, elk, and dairy. They also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves. And now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service, and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. Well, I also want to take you, um, well, I also want to talk, you know, in, in another sense. Um, so I hope, first of all, that was insightful for people. Yeah. I think it was, you know, I think um, you you showed the, uh, I guess the pros and the cons of what's going on. Um, yeah. Informational, obviously you have a very good story. Um, some people might not, but there's also a lot of people that do. And I think that, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see the next couple years, you know, when, when the hype beasts and all of them have left the space. Um, mm. to see how much uh, it really sticks. Will um, hype beasts ever not like flipping shoes? No, that's true. That's true. So I don't know when they're going to leave. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, but I want to talk more about you because... Oh, no. So there's there's a couple things um, that I've seen and that we've interacted over the, since, since COVID started. Um, and I'm more ex interested... Uh, with your experience and kind of because I always like hearing the way you explain the intricate psychological workings of life. <laughs> and I'm sure that during COVID, like everyone else, you had those thoughts and you had those self-reflections mm -hmm. and you were putting um, unbelievable vibes into the ether, um, whether it be via Instagram live videos that I tuned in for, <laughs> um, whether it be during uh, mu musical albums that you released. Um, and I'm kind of curious you know, since I last had you on my show, at least, um, some of those maybe inner workings or things that you learned about yourself, mm. especially during a weird time, um, mm. that, you know, maybe you feel better for now. Um, and some things that, that you might've learned about yourself that you never thought of previously, or, um, I don't know. How has, how has Izzy Pollock grown during these last two years since I've last seen you on my show? 
Sure. Um, Very broad question. Broad Naturally. question. Um, I I really have been investing heavily in therapy. Mm, I think that's awesome. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of. Um, Were you in therapy previously? Not like, not as hard. What do you mean by hard? Like just like, the amount of times that you. Like the yeah the length and consistency, uh, and attempts at different people to like find the nut. I had like about a depression, maybe honestly after we spoke, um, for like three to six months. I was like sad every single day. Wow. For like like what felt like forever. I'd be like calling my dad, crying on the way to work, and he, and I'd, I'd have to like leave early because I like I literally couldn't read emails. I'd be so anxious. I'd take naps several times th- throughout the day. Did you pinpoint why why that was happening? Yeah, I um. So I was in a relationship. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, um, that basically depersonified me. It like all my needs, um, became irrelevant. And if I'd ask for my needs, I would told that like I was like uh, it was like too much to ask for. And like rather than getting out of it, I just stuck with it. And so I just was depleted, essentially. And like and then also depleted at work. You know, work is exhausting when you're, you know, um, when you're working at a startup, it's just like 24 mm-hmm. seven. So like I have no reprieve from my professional life. I have no reprieve from my personal life. And it just put me in like a downward spiral. And it was just really, really hard for a while. Um, and so then I got into therapy a little bit with that. Um, and then I got out of the relationship. COVID happened. And then I kind of healed a little bit and actually started a TikTok to kind of share all the shit that I'd gone through. Stories about my life, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was really fun for a bit. My mom and I did like a little dance video, hit a million views. Like it was really a passion of mine, like kind of just like sharing fun little bits of like nerd, like Mr. Rogers for adults was like the theme. Mm -hmm. Um, And that got me on this whole path of thinking about like, what do you need to do as like a male today to be good? Um, Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off track. Your question was about what have I learned or how have I grown in COVID? Um... I think what the biggest thing that I've learned is that everyone needs um, either therapy mm-hmm. or like a relationship coach. Mm. Like every single person, especially young people whose parents were children of people who survived World War II, even though, and, and those parents probably needed too, mm-hmm. and their parents, if they're still around and they care still. Like, I think relationship coaching is one of the most powerful things. What is it about? Um those uh parents that survived world war ii that, mm-hmm. that where, where is that connection that you see yeah so i think to be able to survive a war and keep it together like on the fringe of potential devastation mm-hmm. or annihilation whatever they felt um throughout those times um maybe even direct descendants of survivors of travesties mm-hmm. and horrors i think it just produced a hardened sort of human that was not good at processing and communicating its emotions and i I can't speak to the female experience but i can say that for my male experience and what i've seen and i even had a group called the beta boys we met weekly to talk about the stuff we were going through kind of off a play of like we don't want to be like alpha males Mm. like you want to be like an alpha male like 
no, I, I, I want to like be emotionally aware, mm-hmm. in tune with my relationships, know how to convey my thoughts and feelings. And like, I, for me, that's a, a clear sign of intelligence. <laughs> like I'm being so dead serious. We would agree. <laughs> like, but like emotionally and just like when I think of smart people, I think it's people like who can grasp that first. Mm. It's a good place to start. It's a, it's a great place to start. It's a good foundation. More, I think more people should try to start there. I agree. And, 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 but I think it's hard because Very we have this hard. generational trauma in our gender that has taught us like what a man should be, which is like this like post, um, post World War II, mm. you know, male, like grit your teeth and like stay strong and like keep it together. And like, you're the support structure and don't cry. And like it, you, you have to be like heteronormative and like you can't be on the spectrum of sexuality and like if you are you're not a man mm. all this fucked up shit that's just been impressed upon us in all of our media and all the content we consume and it's a lot of it's subliminal mm. in the cartoons that we watch as kids it's like the awkward kid who was like a little sensitive in the cartoons or whatever it's like weird and like not good that he's like whatever right like so there's a lot of stuff in our gender and that is why we all need coaching around how we relate especially i think to women Mm. because there is so much trauma in that dynamic that has not been healed so what are some of those uh maybe inner findings or inner realizations Mm. in your relationships with women that Mm -hmm. um that you have found to be successful Mm -hmm. uh that young men out there could could benefit from at least for you because obviously it'll be different for everybody exactly um but for you sure um the blame game is a really hard thing for men because men um and what's your definition of the blame the game? blame game is when you feel negative feelings inside you point to the person across from you and say you are making me angry mm, okay and she is not they are not doing that to you you are doing that to yourself. Mm. And the way you can communicate about that to them is say, when you do this, I make up this and it makes me feel this. this. Would you mind doing this? And then they have a choice if they will honor that request or tell you that they see it differently. Mm. And then they can say their side, well, when you do this, mm. I make up this, and that makes me feel this. So would you do this? And then you go back and forth, because usually the truth is somewhere between mm-hmm. yes and no, between you know black and white. And that gray area, I think for the post-post-World War II male, is difficult to live in, because we want like on-off, survival, death, like love, you know, hate, you know, love, anger, whatever, love, apathy, you know, we like, I just think we have evolved as specifically men to live in a polarized, you know, sort of thought process. And so it's important for us to ease into the gray Mm -hmm. area and realize that like, we aren't always right because we're not. (laughs) We probably (laughs) are wrong often in this dynamic because women have evolved, I think, given their lack of physical um, like strength and stature compared evolutionarily to men, I think women have evolved an emotional intelligence mm-hmm. that we can't even comprehend and intuition and all these things. So 
the truth is somewhere in between and using the talking rules as my therapist uh shout out vicky falcone would say You're is that, say that what you're allowed to say your therapist name I don't know. I think she can't reveal me, but she's a great therapist. So if you need a recommendation, hit me on Twitter at Izzy Pollock. Because my therapist is always like, we don't know each other. Oh, Jesus. It sounds like a New York therapist. No. <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> it's like she, Fight Club. But she's awesome. Shout out to my therapist. Yeah, shout her out, whoever she is. I can't because then she'll. It's Vicky Falcone. <laughs> we have the same one. Yeah. So that'd be my one advice to men. Is the talking rules. And for you, how did you kind of heal from that previously emotionally abusive relationship into opening yourself up to the opportunity and the um, lovely one that you have now? Yeah, I had a, an incredible um, co-worker um, that told me, you know, Izzy, um, if you have an old car parked in your garage, a new one is never going to drive up and like find a parking spot. Like, no one's going to pull in their car if, like, there's a car sitting in your driveway, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I got out of that relationship, focused on me, got obsessed with TikTok. My mom and I just made videos every day. She's like, how are our numbers? I'm like, we're doing good, mom. (laughs) She'd be in there commenting and talking with all of them anyways. Just, like, had a lot of fun. Lived at home, you know, for months. Mm -hmm. I think, like, a lot of people during COVID, which really kind of was a great reset. Went through months and months of therapy. Um, and then this relationship just happened upon me and I connected with Ingrid through our friend group, which is obviously a blessed way to connect. Um, and it started out as a strong friendship, a loving friendship. Mm. We really didn't have each other on our roadmap. And then, and then, it, and then like one day that changed and I was like, wow. Yeah, like, okay. I'm curious. How did that change? Um, do you remember the moment? Yes, I do. So I, um, I have a have a passion for somatic work, like body work. My background in acting and directing has mm-hmm. lent itself towards like studying the body extensively. You know, so you want to study your body. So <laughs> I um, find myself oftentimes um, in like very intimate settings with close people, um, or like people that I'm really connecting with, um, showing them trauma release techniques and tension release techniques, mm. and it's very intimate. And, and, and like, it also can trigger false romance. And so I'm very aware of what can happen, but it involves basically like um, touching parts of a body that are holding tension, like hips, groins, hearts, necks, scalps, feet, legs, and then training someone how to, in the same way, like if you held your fist tight, 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 and then you let it go, hold it tight, let it go, hold it tight, really fucking tight, mad. Let it go. Last time, the tightest. Hold it really tight. Keep holding it tight. This is what causes hypertension in this country. It kills over 50% of our population with heart-related problems. Hold it tight. This is caused by stress. Tension is caused by stress. Okay, let it go. Let it go. Feel your hand, how that feels. That feeling of release is how you can release literal trauma in the rest of your body is by getting to know what that feeling of release looks like. And I help people work through that release in intimate settings sometimes. And so I was doing that with Ingrid. And I got to meet her for the first time in a totally calm state, which I'd never met. I, I met like the business friend Ingrid, who's like, you know, ha, 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 like laughing like she's just like so fun, lighthearted. I, but then when I saw her pristine and calm, it's like I got to know her soul for the first time. I was like, wow, this is an incredible human being. And then it just, it changed and it blossomed from there. 
Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And then y'all fell in love. And then we fell in love. And then now she's moving in to the chimp to the chalet. To the chalet. <laughs> do, you, do you have a pic? <laughs> do you have a <laughs> That was good, too. Oh, my God. You do not want to see my silverback gorilla impression. Oh, really? It is highly you get on sought all fours? after. Of, I, I, on fours and on after. two. I won't show it. You won't? I have to be in a particular mood. Okay. I'm giving fair. a performance this weekend, though, and I'm kind of saving up the juice. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit, but you can check out my Twitter. <laughs> do you have a do you have a do you have a picture of um that ape that you sold that's front and center in your house? I so one one of the members of the ape community mm. helps members commemorate their apes by putting them on skateboards that say skate b o r e d board. Mm. And I have a skateboard with that ape, which he like so graciously said he will share with me if he um, as long as I don't like promote it unless I get permission from the new owner because part of the beauty of the oh, apes right. is you get commercial rights so i no longer own the ip mm. to that ape and then i have my forever ape as you could say the first tape that i bought also on a skateboard and i have those two next to each other fucking awesome awesome what a life i mean it, it, like so for you we haven't even talked about genies and i don't even know if we have time for that today mm -hmm. um people can obviously go check what genies is about you're also in a new position though there Yes. Since last time I saw you. Yes, very much so. How has that changed, um, I guess, professionally uh, mm -hmm. for you? Well, maybe let me high-level genies, and then I'll talk about the okay. head of community role. So high – and this is interesting because you're asking about community earlier and mm -hmm. what it's all about, and that's my whole obsession lately is how do you build community authentically. But why is that your obsession? Because of work? Because, because now of... I'm the head of community oh. at genies. Okay. So – what is Genie's real, real briefly? Um, many people have been talking about us like a, as a decentralized Disney. Um, decentralized, not in the crypto sense, but more so in the sense that just like Disney that has these cast of characters that they tell stories about and then sell products around, we've been doing that with the digital identities, the avatars, mm. the genies of the world's biggest tastemakers from Will Smith to Bieber to Rihanna and thousands of others for the last several years. Mm -hmm you know, telling stories, making content, and spinning out products around those characters. And so now we just closed a $65 million Series B led by Bond Capital and Mary Meeker. And we're very excited to soon announce um, a global figure in the IP media space joining our board, which will be transformational for the business um, and already has been um, because he's so incredible um, at navigating um, the media character space. Um, we're taking those tools that we've been using internally with celebrities and giving them to everyone. So anyone can mm. create their own fantastical 3D Pixar animated version of themselves um, and use it as their identity to create content and even eventually sell their own digital products. In the same way that TikTok democratized mm -hmm. video content, making it fun and easy to right. create, we're doing that with metaverse content. Um, so that's what Genies is. What I'm doing there is curating and hand-selecting and building the initial community that will have access to our ecosystem. They'll be able to create their own genie, a 3D fantastical version of themselves. Mm. They'll be able to customize it with NFTs. We've partnered with Dapper Labs. We're building on their Flow blockchain. It's the second flagship product they're releasing after NBA Top Shot. Um, and our vision is, you know, we're not building a project mm -hmm. for 10,000 people. We're building a platform for billions. 
Um, we want to make it easy. You know, swipe a credit card, buy an NFT. Not what is a MetaMask? What is a Coinbase? Yeah, yeah. What is a this? You like go on Shopify, any Shopify website. You swipe your card. You buy a product. We want to make it that easy to buy mm-hmm. NFTs. And then create incredible tools to use that avatar. Teach it to dance. Upload it to TikTok. Use it to communicate. Build content. You know, whatever you want to do. Bring it into the metaverse eventually. We're making the, you know, the next human race. And uh, very excited and grateful. Just broke 100 employees yesterday. Um, and, you know, I've been there since day one back in 2017 when there were seven of us above a taco shop um, trying to convince people that avatars are important. Um, and now um, had a community hand curating the first cons- uh, community, uh, first consumers, first users, first community members, part of our ecosystem. And it's, it's amazing. One interview at a time. I've done 100 so far. We've had thousands of applicants. I have 100 more to get approved. Wow. And then we'll, we'll roll out our marketplace, the warehouse, as we're calling it, later this year. And it was a pleasure. Be- no, I'm just <laughs> no, we do have to get you out of here. And when you come back here, well, granted, I want you back here sooner than five years, but like five or 10 years, mm-hmm. where do you see, if you had to make a prediction, right? We're, we're looking back at this video, five or 10 years. Yeah. What's the Izzy Pollock prediction? What, what, where, maybe where are you at on a personal <laughs> I was gonna level? going to say, like, the you, world where is you, a very dark place. <laughs> where are you at on a personal level? <laughs> yes. Or hope to be? Yeah. And then your, 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 maybe your bold prediction for this fucking universe that half of us can't understand, 95% of us mm-hmm. can't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's so. What's it looking like? Yeah, for me personally. Um, a second chimp, chal- chimp chalet. Uh, in Mexico City for me um, I, I hope it's with a family and kids oh, this is what I wanted to, before fuck that I want to pick your brain about this for two minutes okay because I love your emotional intelligence and I want to pick your brain about quickly because mm-hmm. I have you in front of me and for the record Ingrid would say emotional intelligence Izzy <laughs> what are you talking about Ingrid we love trust you trust me <laughs> we love you we love you but you got a good one um, kids and, and marriage, you're at that age. 28. 28. See Almost that? 29 this month. Last year of my 20s. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's getting close. How, how do you see or hope to see yourself in those next few years, potentially as a married man, potentially yeah. as a father? Um, and kind of have you thought about, A, what kind of father you're going to be like, and mm. B, how to manage, you know, I mean, you're, you're in the process. I mean, being at a startup or at a now a very legit company um, yeah. is, is a lot of work and emotionally and mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think it's very important to for other people out there listening to hear from someone like yourself on on how you've thought about at least managing those two, because knowing you, those kids and that family will be your number one priority. One hundred percent. But at the same time, you have work and you have other things. Yeah, I guess my ideal situation is that I have the financial means and like the setup to like focus 100% on the kids. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love to be able to, you know, when I have kids, you know, maybe we exit genies, mm-hmm. you know, and I could say, hey, guys, like this has been everything to me. My life has been radically transformed. Thank you to Akash mm-hmm. uh, and Jake Adams and Evan Rosenbaum, our co-founders, um, you know, me and my family and looking up and looking down are radically transformed because of what you guys have trained me in mm-hmm. and taught me and provided for me. Um, but I'm going to take the next few years 
and I'm just going to raise my kids and work on, you know, fun, silly holiday albums <laughs> or whatever the hell I want to do. Um, Is that the dream? To, to be, for, you don't see a world in which you would do family and stay, uh, and say stay at Genie's? May, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, not in the capacity that the clip mm. that we're moving now. Right. Um, I think it's all consuming. Um, and, you know, we're young, scrappy startup kids, you know. I guess we're almost 30 now, but like, we still are, you know, we, we still have that mentality and vibe 24-7, you know, 25-7. And so um, I, don't, I don't think it, I don't think I would want to, re- you know, I grew up, my, mom, my parents split. Like I saw my mom, you know, pick me up from school answering emails. Mm-hmm. Like I'd come home from school and have a babysitter. Like I don't want that for my kids. Right. I want to like see them grow. Mm-hmm. Like being a good parent is probably one of my biggest priorities. That's why I'm investing so heavily in therapy so that mm-hmm. I can get to the place where like, you know, like I saw a lot of blowups as a kid. Like I have a temper, like because of it, I'm really trying to figure out why I have deep anger in me. And like, how do I not pass that to my kids? Mm-hmm. So that's going to take time. And so, yeah, I, I guess I just want to create such a safe, loving environment for them, give them opportunity to like get their feet beneath them. Like don't like put too much glitz in their eye, too much money in their pocket. Just like let them build themselves. What excites you most about being a father? I feel like, oh man, I feel like being able to create the feeling of family and home that I never had as a kid. Mm. Which maybe is a selfish thing. No. Beautiful. Beautiful. No, I'm... Uh... Fuck the prediction. You could tell me the prediction another day. I think that's a beautiful way to end. Um, and, uh, you know, I could talk to you for two or three hours. Next time we'll book two or three hours. Because there's, so there's so many other things that I got to pick your brain out. Um, but genuinely, um, thank you for taking the time during a, a very busy week for you. And uh, on a personal level, I'm just so, uh, you know, my mom always says, she's like, I don't believe in saying I'm proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. And I'm going to say that to you um, because I'm happy for you, but you should be proud of all the things that you've done, both professionally, personally. Um, I think that working on yourself through therapy, through other means is the most important thing you could ever do. And I think that it takes a smart individual to do that. So, um, you know, you should be proud of yourself. And uh as a friend, I love you, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm always rooting for you, and uh, I'm excited to have you back one day next time in New York City, and where we can chop it up for even longer. But uh, man, it's good to fucking see you, and uh, I appreciate the shit out of you for for being my second guest ever and coming back here for episode 84 or whatever it is, um, because it it really does mean the world. And uh, yeah, man, love you, bro. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. I love you, man. Boom. Izzy Pollock, everybody. <laughs>